I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really, I'm just that sad. Is really sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lou, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. All right, so we've got a very distinguished guest here today. He's actually wearing the same same color uh, as Pony, kind of a, a light yes. blue. But these, I think, are surgical scrubs. Pony's um, once again wearing just a t-shirt. Uh, just kidding. Uh, anyway, we've got a guy, former site Q at the Stan lot, um, and uh, I, I know this guy from the, the medical field, but have also um, just come to really love uh, what he's added to F three. Uh, so we've got our man KOA. Uh, on the call and KOA, it's good to see you. Uh, you do look much better in that color than Pony does. Um, but before he has a chance, we should uh, we, we should have led with his uh, bio on the on the website here. Dr. Coughlin specializes in robotic surgery for or orthopedic cancers, complex head and neck microvascular reconstruction, uh, complex wonderful. skin cancer therapy. <laughs> wonderful. I, yeah, I knew about yeah. I knew about five of those words. I don't I don't need the plug, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. And I, and, and I sincerely hope that none of you ever ever have to see me. Brandon can can attest to that. For the sure. plague. Yeah. Well, hey, so um, I do love that, and I'm, it's funny hearing a lawyer try to try to pronounce some of those uh, medical terms. But um, so KOA, on a you know different note, why don't you give us the background? Who EH'd you? Uh, what was the first workout like? I you know if you remember the workout or who was queuing, I'd love to hear that. And then uh, enlighten us. What does KOA uh, stand for? How'd you get that name? Yeah, no, I actually really love telling this story. Um, so I was. I actually should give the credit to No Dose's wife. Um, and she actually EH'd me twice, um, probably about two years and a year before I actually came out, um, which is pretty cool. Um, we graduated from med school together and uh, we both did ear, nose and throat. And then we reconnected when we got back to town. And uh, I just, I, it was at that time, getting up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning was not the way to go. And so I just never made it happen. I wasn't going to make that trip um, across the city. But now, you know, now it's like, well, I'm stupid. I should have done that at the point. Um, but then um, I was actually hanging out uh, with Knobs. And he was like, hey, you should, uh, you know, we got this group. We, uh, we work out. And it was, it was Labor Day weekend. And uh, I was like, well, I'm on call. I can't go on Monday. He wanted me to go to Titan Alley to Murph. And so he's like, that's okay. He's like, come down to the Sandlot on, uh, on Thursday, you know? So I ended up going to the Sandlot on that Thursday and uh, Sparty was the cue and I show up and I'm, I see this flag planted and I'm like, is this F3? And, <laughs> and Sparty goes, and Sparty goes, he goes, 
knobs what'd you tell him uh and so anyway it it all kind of went from there and uh and and it was a great workout I actually remember the it, you know we did a string of pearls and the weirdest thing that we did during that workout was we got on 84th street in front of the dairy queen and we were doing monkey humpers against the street so i thought it was like what am i getting myself into here but love it now obviously so um, so yeah, so uh, Sandlot uh, fittingly was the first place that I that I queued at and um, had a lot of fun since then. Um, I I got my name KOA because uh, they um, you know they were just asking me questions and I never lead like with what I do. I'm always just like yeah whatever you know. I've got kids. I went to here. I'm from Council Bluffs you know and I'm surprised they didn't go with that one. That's usually the the place where people go with. Um, but uh, I said we like to go to state and national parks and knobs uh, appropriately, uh, you know, called me KOA. So um, good stuff. Wait, so I still don't understand the reference. So is camp, camp, did you expand? You, no, no, just campgrounds of America. So, yeah, so he just he, he decided since I like to go to state and national parks that campgrounds of America is the place to go. And so he named me KOA. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense now. Uh, so nothing aggressive. You know, I thought it had to do something. I thought it had something to do with your profession. I'm look, looking at your bio uh, before we started this. Yeah, trying to link it, but yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, yes. Yeah, so I'll tell you. I will tell you. One of my buddies, ear tag. When he heard what my name was, he thought that they named me DOA, and I was like, no, they did not call me DOA. So that is that is not good. That's awesome. So how was, uh, how was your experience at that first workout? I was great, you know, uh, super positive, obviously tons of great people. Um, and you know, from then on, it was, it was full in, I'm all in, uh, it was exactly what I needed. Um, I remember the next workout, I didn't go on Friday anywhere, but then Saturday at the pit, Gunner um, basically did Pandora's box and I got my ass kicked and it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. So I was like, I thought I was in shape. I am definitely not in shape. So it was, it was pretty cool. What, uh, I guess I, so I'm curious, was Nobs trying to sell you something and then he, he ate you? Was that the deal or was it? No, nope. Knobs right. wasn't trying to sell me anything. Uh, he, we just, we, you know, we're in Papillion. There's a lot of like mutual friends yeah. and family and stuff like that. And he, he was like, Hey man, you should come out. You should come do this. And, you know, I'm sure just like he does now, just like you guys do. It's like, yeah. you know, you meet a guy that you, you know, that you like to hang out with or talk to and you just keep, keep working on him and uh you know he he could have stopped when i said no i'm not going to titan alley because i'm on call and he didn't and he's like well come on come on thursday instead and um and it and it was an easy yes for me saying that same vein have you had any experience uh eh and on your side and had any guys you reluctantly brought into the group no no one reluctantly um you know i i've it's, I, I will say it's been kind of hard for me um, to get guys to come in, although there have been a handful and some people like heard that I was doing it and then I didn't specifically EH them. But, um, you know, a lot of the guys in Papillion, we have mutual friends. Um, you know, there's still a handful of guys that are still still coming out. Um, you know, Skids, I think, got EH'd by EarTag, who EarTag kind of came out because of us. And then... Um, you know, there's uh, Squeaky actually, Squeaky found out from someone else, but Squeaky's a really good friend of mine. Um, 
you know, I, you know, now that I'm on the spot and like blank on names, but the reason I was telling you guys that it's been kind of hard for me is because I live this, you know, separate life. What I do is really busy. Um, but a lot of the people that I work with and people that I talk to on a daily basis, you know, not outside of like kids stuff, you know, it, they're up here in Omaha and a lot of them are physicians. And I tell you, you know, we don't have a ton of physicians in this group, which drives me nuts. You know, I, um, I brought Nodule out um, and I was able to do the uh, Mortimer with Sven, which was really cool. And I didn't realize it until I, you know, came up north um, to a couple workouts, but two-step, uh, who I worked with for a long time since he's a neuroradiologist. It was really cool to see a lot of people out there that, um, that were in the profession. And I've, I've told a ton of people, but, you know, I think that early morning is just a challenge for them. And for whatever reason, they're just reluctant to do it too. So, uh, you know, um, and I post a lot in Sarpy, right? Because that's where a lot of the guys are. Um, and I don't, I don't really have a problem coming up north. It's just that, you know, that's where my people are. And uh, until I get more people up north, uh, you know, it, it's hard to, to leave your group. I love that you mentioned that because I, I feel like I've talked with wait time about this. Like, um, you know, and, and I guess we had a pony and I have a buddy, um, Snips uh, is his name. He's, he's a urologist. Yes. <laughs> and he, he had, he's been out once. He claimed it got injured at the beat down, but. Yeah. So I, 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 I put a handle out there on uh, Slack um, to all of you guys because I see snips all the time at the hospital. And I'm like, Judd, I'm like, come on, man. When are you coming back out? When are you doing this? And he's like, oh, he's like, I told you that if I have one more person ask me, I'm actually going to come back out. And so then I sent a text out to everyone. And everyone's like, I know Judd. I know Judd. I know Judd. And so pretty soon he had like... 50 text messages and I'm like hey dude I'm really sorry if you got 50 text messages but you need to come back out <laughs> that's awesome what what do you think is it so is it the timing or because I've often wondered like as a physician right you have this is me kind of outside you're looking in but you kind of have a, a brotherhood maybe with like your residency class or the people you went to school with or but I don't know what's what is it like from your perspective what do you see yeah I I actually think it's the time thing I think I think um you know, I, and I've got a great wife who's been with me, you know, throughout like everything, you know, we met first semester of, um, of college. So she's been with me through getting into med school, going through med school, going through residency, moving out of town, moving back to town, going through fellowship, et cetera. So she gets it. Um, I, you know, I don't know if guys feel like they're going to take time away from their families. Um, more so than they already do that could be part of it but you know i'll be the first to tell you my wife said that this was the best thing um you know outside of her that's ever happened to me really like it like truly because she just tells me that i'm a happier guy um and uh you know you get your workout in you get your man time with other guys and it's it's really great um and and just having that accountability of people to you know, come back and see on a regular basis has been good. And so she's, she's really all for it. Um, I, I've never really gotten any pushback from her. I guess where were you kind of at headspace wise or, or where were you at in your life at the time prior to coming to F3? I, I think you had mentioned, you know, you went to residency, you know, you had a connection with Nodos' wife through school. And then I don't, it sounded like you kind of went away and then, and then came back and found yourself back in Omaha. What was that like? 
Um, you know, a lot of friends move away. Um, people become at different parts in their life. There's actually, I still have a lot of friends from med school that I just never see. Um, because, you know, families get busy. My kids are, you know, I have twins that are 11 and we have a, a younger one who's six and we're really getting busy with activities. So, you know, we we're just so busy with stuff that it was kind of whether, you know, unless our friend, our kids have friends and we hang out with their parents, we didn't really see a lot of people other than running around and doing the things that we do on a regular basis. And, um, you know, I don't think I really noticed at the time, but I needed this. I, I really needed an outlet um, to work out on a regular basis. I needed a place that I could talk to guys and be vulnerable, you know, about things. I, I loved um, just having that outlet because I do recognize that I'm a lot more patient, um, not just at home, but also at work than I used to be. And I think that's the thing that I've really tried to work in a lot of my COTs is like I was just telling Swiper um, and uh, Blades of Glory this morning, I was like, I, I really try to work in my weaknesses into COTs now because I recognize them. If I don't talk about them and, you know, call myself out on it, I'm probably not going to get better. And so I, I think that part of F3 has really improved my life. And, and that's probably why my wife says I'm a happier person. So. Awesome. I, I love that. And that's, you know, I, it's interesting, right? Cause that's what so many guys find, but somehow, you know, we have enough guys that the first F or something about it, you know, kind of drives them away or they don't come back, but, but just to recap. So from a first F perspective, fitness wise, were you a runner or, or biker or doing anything for fitness before you came out? Yeah, I mean, I mainly um, play, I, I ran a lot. Um, I also, I will say that I was, I was playing indoor soccer on a regular basis. I played, you know, all through high school. I played a couple years at Wesleyan and then um, was just playing in a men's league on Tuesday nights. So I was still fairly, you know, active to some extent, but I really wasn't super active. And the, I will also say though, that the problem with the indoor soccer stuff on Tuesday nights was that it, usually was seven o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, right when my kids are going to bed. Um, and so I was taking away from family time, or I was playing a late game at 10 o'clock, getting home at 11, turning around and, you know, waking up early and going to work. So um, it, it, it just wasn't sustainable. And it was only one day a week. So yeah, that, that, but short of that, like I always wanted to go to the gym. I always wanted to do these things, but you mentioned the first F it's the guys that keep you coming back. And, um, and it's the accountability. Um, it's accountabilities. You, you keep yourself accountable, but it's really the other guys that also keep you accountable. Yeah. Well, and so then, so it sounds like you knew a lot of guys too, when you showed up. So it wasn't like you were coming in and, um, or maybe not, or. I, I didn't, I found out that I knew a lot of guys, yeah. but I, but I didn't. Um, so it was, it was, that was also pretty cool. So I, um, I, I met, you know, the three guys that I met right off the bat were obviously Firewalker, Jean-Claude and Nobs, um, and then Sparty that first day. Um, but then like, other people, it's cool how other people really do look at Twitter and they, and they look at who's at the name Aramas. And pretty soon, like Jean-Claude and Firewalk came up, they're like, hey, did you know that uh, one of our Redwoods, uh, the big one, knows you? And I was like, who is that? <laughs> and so I had to look around and try and figure it out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been talking to that guy for years, you know. 
um, because he would come through and he was selling stuff in the OR for, um, for some of the things that I was doing. And, and then, you know, we met up and talked a handful of times, um, two-step, like I talked to you about, I saw him, um, fairly early and then, you know, it just evolves. Like, I know this person, oh, you know, this person, it's Omaha. This is Nebraska, right? Everybody knows everybody, which is pretty cool. And I think that's probably why F3 Nebraska, F3 Omaha is so strong is because everyone kind of knows everyone to some extent. What, um, so as you, you were kind of talking about accountability there too. So like, you know, as you identified like, oh, I kind of, I kind of know these guys, but, um, talk to me about like the second app or like, you know, did, were, cause I guess, do you, you get to stay around for coffee or participate in those things or how have those relationships grown over time? Yeah, no, that's, that is, um, I think that's really what is the thing that brings you back, uh, is, the fellowship on the on the outskirts of of actually getting exercise the exercise is great you know having set time aside to work out is great um but you know even part of the workout you know the pre-runs we talk about pre-runs all the time that's where you get a ton of second f and um i i talked about that when i handed um the sandlot over um it was just the second f component if you're not pre-running just start doing it you don't have to run fast anyone can do it anyone can start from anywhere um, but yeah, oh, cafeteria. I mean, I, I, it's cool how all the different sites do it differently. Um, I, I specifically remember um, during my tenure at, uh, at the Sandlot, um, Tater had come down. I can't even remember why he came down, if it was a VQ or something like that. And he's like, all right, so where are we going for coffee? And it was getting winter time. And Thursdays can sometimes be a challenge because I'll go to I'll go to Council Bluffs to operate first thing in the morning. I'm like, well, I can't go today. I can't go. So we didn't really have a plan for coffee. And he's like, well, I'm having coffee somewhere. So we ended up, uh, I, I, I basically was like, listen, Jean-Claude, where's the percolator? You know, I bought some canisters and I just figured out a way to make it work because you're right. Like that is the second F is critical. And so then we opened this, the steel mill and we had, you know, 15, 20 guys sticking around after the Sandlot steel mill on Thursday mornings. Um, and uh, I figured out a way to make it the night before and it was still hot in the morning. So I didn't have to get up extra early. I, it's just finding ways to make it work. And the really cool thing I feel like is that Baby Shark has taken it on. He's still doing it now. And then um, Girl Dad is doing it down at the Bell Tower on his own, too. So I think, you know, more and more guys are saying, hey, I can do this. I can make cafeteria. And I think more guys stick around afterwards, too, which is cool. I actually think that's really cool because you're actually, I mean, you're encompassing some concepts of free delete, right? I mean, it's yeah. not only just the workout, but you're extending this over to the second half component of cafeteria um you know i know the berm does the tnts too afterwards khakis is you know got khakis cafeteria somewhere located in rockbrook i don't know the the uh, actually through his garage which is super cool um but yeah i mean you know i had never really thought until you just said that it's kind of interesting that each site does something a little bit different in how they handle their even their coffee not just their workouts and everything so it's cool um you know, you're, you, you talked briefly about your, your leadership and I guess addressing the coffee, but what was your experience overall? How did, how were you approached uh, to take it over? Did you feel like you were ready? I mean, I didn't feel like I was ready to take it over, but I, I'm curious on, on your thoughts on the matter. So. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Firewalker asked me, 
um, you know, what my thoughts were about doing it. And it, it was a process like, um, you know, he asked me probably four to six months before I actually took over whether I was interested. And um, I think my biggest concern was having the time, you know, I, I, I tend to say yes too many times to things and then I get, um, and then I get too busy. And this was one thing that I really didn't want to fail with. Um, I did, I did not want to not do it right. I didn't want to fall short. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to not do it the way that, you know, other people had done it before. Um, but, you know, thankfully he, you know, he walked me through the process and, you know, I think once you became comfortable with knowing enough people, um, and being able to reach out and know that, guys are very willing to cue guys are very willing to respond guys are very willing to try and get their uh back last back on time <laughs> you know once you once you get through the early part of that it, it's great and um you know i i know that um the running sandlot can some or the running ao can be a little challenging because not everyone wants to cue um, a running uh, AO, but you know, I got a handful of people out there. One of my one of my favorite ones uh, was um, Sister Act because he had put something out on Slack. He was like, he was like, hey, does anyone want to do Q swaps? Uh, you know, I'm trying to fill some spots, and I'm like, I'll do it. He's like, well, I'm not really a runner, <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, that's totally good. Uh, I was like, Lucky Charms has done it. Um, I, there were a handful of other guys who aren't really runners that had, that have done it. And I'm like, whatever you want to do to encompass some type of running, I'm totally good with. And, you know, people were so good about it. Um, so that part was really, really fun. And, um, you know, trying to bring guys um, that I knew from, you know, up north was important because Sarpy was growing. And there were a lot of people that didn't know some really cool guys that I knew liked to run. And I was like, you know, get these people down here and understand that there's a lot of really great things all over F3 Omaha, not, not just as we're growing quick. So um, that part was really cool too. That's awesome. And, you know, just to clarify, Pony, you probably weren't ready to be a fight queue. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> Still not, still not, yeah, qualified. So. Still not. <laughs> so. I, I do, I, I love that. I, you know, it is, it's interesting, right? Because it seems pretty easy to get guys on the queue schedule, but for one of the, like a specialty site like Sandlot, it, it's a little more challenging, right? Because it's different. It's maybe not as straightforward. And um, so it's good. And what, yeah, I, the one other thing that I'll say is I, I, I'd love to speak to the fact that, um, you know, there were often times that we had less than 10 guys at a workout. Hmm. Um, and in some ways that's really good because you get to know people really well. Um, gosh, I can't, I can't believe I haven't even mentioned like, you know, Ferd and Tony the Tiger and, you know, some of those guys who were very early on um, running at the Sandlot, but obviously Swiper and Baby Shark and Girl Dad and, oh my gosh, I, I could just go on. But there were regulars. But I remember, you know, early on when I was, getting people to queue, I was worried about not having numbers for the people that were queuing, you know, making them feel like, you know, that it's a spot that people want to come to. So, you know, reaching out to people, having them, um, you know, hey, you should come to the Sandlot again today, you know, it'd be great to see you again, et cetera. Reaching out and trying to just put a bug in some people's ear was, was important, I feel like. Um, but at the same time, it's really great to have small groups. They're more intimate and people are more likely to share yeah. their concerns and everything. So 
Yeah, I completely agree. I, some of those smaller workouts are, you know, some of my favorites, especially running. You know, I, I love to talk while I run. Uh, so, you know, that's... You, uh, wait, you do? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you know, something that has always been my hope is that as a site queue, you felt like you got to maybe mentor or provide, you know, guidance or just be a, an ear for, for guys. I don't know. If, do you feel like you got, had that opportunity as a site queue to kind of help on another level or... What was that like? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, people would always, you know, other other people who were just starting to be um, uh, site cues uh, would reach out and just ask, uh, you know, you know, pretty to me, they're easy questions, but to them, they're not necessarily um, that easy. Um, I had a handful of PAX members, you know, how do I even get on the queue schedule? And I'm like, well, your first step is just asking me, but I was like, don't, you know, don't feel like you have to be, you know, queuing twice a week or three times a week, like just, you know, find spots that you want to go to and find spots that you want to, that you want to queue at that you haven't queued at before. Um, always loved the VQ. Um, didn't get a lot of guys um, that first year to VQ at the Sandlot, but I would expect that, right? Most people like an easy grinder or, but I told them I was like, Sandlot's one of the easiest places to queue at uh, for the first time. You know, the the hardest part is getting getting your disclaimer out at the beginning. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think walking people, walking um, first time cures out uh, was was always fun and, and encouraging and um, always fun to see how they, you know, worked, worked their COT in. And, and they'd always ask ahead of time, like, what can I do to make this better? And and, you know, and then you always ask them the night before or the day of, did you sleep well last night? And, and, and that's always fun too. So um, you can, you can also tell them their, your story and, and how it was always pretty nerve wracking. So. Right. Um, well, and then you also had the, the privilege of, of passing on the flag as well um, to a successor. Maybe talk us through that a little bit. How did you kind of identify um, baby shark and, and say, Hey, this is, this is the next guy in line and he's ready to take over. Or was it, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just spent. I'm, I'm ready to get this sucker off my plate. No, you know, at first, at like in that first three or four months, I was kind of like, Oh boy, I'm doing a lot. I don't know if I'm, I, I'm going to change this thing over. And then when we got closer, I was like, eh, we'll push it off a week. Yeah, we'll do this. We'll figure out when we do it. This is easy. We'll just keep rolling with it. Um, you know, I just look to the guys who were there on a regular basis and the guys who like to run. Um, and, you know, thankfully we had, you know, pretty there, but it also was um, a connection between myself and Firewalker and JC, just kind of talking about like where some of those guys might also be really strong leaders too. Um, because there were a lot of guys at the Sandlot who I felt would be perfect to do it, but I think there were also places where they would be maybe better suited um, or they were up to take on leadership positions sooner than when I was going to be passing, you know, passing my flag. So um, baby shark, definitely. He actually had been doing this longer than I had. And I said, well, this guy's been around for a long time. He's definitely a leader. He's, you know, he's a strong personality. He knows a lot of guys. He'll do a great job. And so I, I asked him, I reached out and I think he was reluctant at first too, but, you know, I think doing the same thing that Firewalker did for me and just walking him through the process and saying, you got this and we're, we're here to help out even if, uh, e even if you have, you know, questions or struggles or anything like that. So um, he graciously, you know, agreed and, and we passed it on. And 
I, I will say, uh, I remember, um, I remember uh, Roadhouse asking me about a week after I passed, he's like, does your trunk feel empty? And I'm like, yeah, it feels empty. I don't have my shovel anymore. So, uh, so it is a weird feeling, but, uh, but it's a good feeling too. So. That's awesome. I, I was going to ask you about that, you know, that kind of feel it's like a weight is lifted, but also something's missing, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I think, I think there's a support group on Slack, the, you know, alumni yes. leadership channel. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> I love it. Hey, well, I, hold on. I just, just real quick, I just want to say you did kind of gloss over something that I hope that people that are listening understand that when we are passing flags off to new people and trying to identify people, it is a process to where we are trying to be strategic with, you know, new sites opening. Okay. Is this person ready to go and lead this site? You know, it, it can be tough. I remember when I was trying to spot someone, there was like four people that got swapped up saying, Hey, no, they're ready to go right now. Even though your timeline is six months to a year out from now. So just wanted to highlight that real quick. So people don't think that we're just flying by the these were fans <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Well, it, you know, if you're if you're like Mufasa, right? He identified his successor like the day after he took over uh, <laughs> uh, Wild Kingdom. So you know, that's that's one way to do it. But um, yeah. I, I did want to ask you about uh, the third app, just kind of from a, a faith perspective. So we, you know, we try to do do book studies, or you know, we do COTs and and prayers and maybe Q source, but um, just curious kind of faith wise, what's your journey been like? Has F3 helped you grow in that area? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, you know, again, I think it gets back to really taking to heart the COTs from everybody on a daily basis. And I, I love the fact that um, we do end in a prayer. I love the fact that we um, pray for people specifically. Actually, one of the things that I really like is um, Diddy um, was like, I like to have prayers, but I also like to have praise. And so when people have praise to put out there too, that's really cool. Um, I, I, I love, uh, someone described the third F to me, not so much as a religious faith, but more of just a, the belief in something bigger than yourself. And and that was really helpful because early on, I had a really hard time explaining that side of things when I was EHing someone that it's not just a, it's not a Christian thing. It's not a, you know, you don't have to be Christian to do this. You don't even have to go to church. It's just believing in something bigger than yourself. And, um, and so I think that has also helped me, you know, just continue to get um, stronger in my faith or, or stronger in my daily work, because I think that, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, most of the things that people talk about in COTs do have a lot of religious faith-based stuff, but they're basically life lessons that you need to continue to work on to make yourself better. And so believe in something bigger than yourself because you're not perfect and don't take yourself seri too seriously is, is kind of the key. I love that. I, you know, I think my, one of my favorite stories is uh, kind of a, a guy who's sponsor was telling him that he needed to believe in something bigger than himself and so he, he had him put his faith in in a chair uh and, and his sponsor's response was how does it feel the first time in your life your 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 life is in control of someone that's not an idiot uh and so yeah. kind of the idea that even even a chair at times right could could provide better guidance it's just got to be outside of ourselves um and you know i don't know how many guys have that i i um but i love that i think you know, um, as guys come into the group too, you're right. That is kind of a hard, 
discussion. Um, it's not always easy to walk them through that. And I, I think the, the way you described it is exactly what Free Delete says, right? It, it just can't be you, um, you know, that's, that's your higher power. So it's good. What, what um, you know, as you think about you know, new guys coming in and you kind of hit on this, right, too, that like, you know, running AO, there's kind of some finesse to get guys engaged, but just as a, as a larger region, you know, any advice or like things that you've picked up that you feel like um, we should, we should start doing or keep doing to engage new guys, what, what advice would you have there for us? Um, you know, I really like what Knobs has started doing, um, at least in Sarpy, um, you know, picking out all of those people with anniversaries that you haven't seen in a long time, even truck stop just talked about it. He's like, call someone, you know, call someone that you haven't seen in a long time and try and get them back out. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we kind of get in our routine just like we do in our regular lives of hanging out with people that we hang out with going to the same AOs that we, that we normally go to. And I think I'm not telling, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, go somewhere different every day and hang out with new people every day. It's just nice to every once in a while step out and get in that, you know, non-comfort zone and, and do something different because that's usually where we grow. And I, I, I think that we do a good job of sending that message out. I think, um, I think uh, you know, I, I love the fact that we're not separate. I love the fact that Sarpy is not separate from Omaha. I like the fact that we are a part of it because I do still feel very connected to the guys that I don't see often. Um, and uh, it's just cool to be able to see a large group of guys hanging out and run into people if you haven't even seen them for a month and, and have a nice conversation or you see them around town or whatever it is. So um, I, I love the fact that we keep growing um, as an entire region and um, I, I think we're doing it right. So I don't really have a lot um, that I, that I'm critical of. Yeah, I like that. And, it, and he's been po putting that out on Twitter. So there's kind of a, you know, call to action, right? If you're on Twitter and you see those posts, especially if it's the guy UEH, right? That hasn't been back. Yeah. Uh, reach out to those guys. Um, well, I, I love that. Anything else that um, maybe is on your mind or just that you feel like you, you've learned or that you'd want to share uh, with the millions of listeners? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I would say, uh, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things that uh, to getting back to, you know, passing the flag, the what next question is always there. And uh, how can you continue to be a leader within F3? Um, you know, I'm not a flashy, loud person, um, generally, uh, until I get to know you pretty well, then maybe I'll, I'll start speaking out a little bit. But I think, just continuing to find ways to help other packs um, reach the capabilities and the potential that they have um, to not just be leaders, but to achieve their goals is, is always really important and on my mind. And, you know, I've had lots of ideas on, on ways to, ways to improve um, myself or what the next step might be um, in terms of, um, you know, getting additional things started and helping F3 Omaha grow. But, you know, nothing that's hard set in stone. And, and that's why we're here for each other. You know, we're, we bounce ideas off each other to see when's the right time. And, and you're right. We're not just flying by the seat of our pants pony. We're, we're, we're constantly being thoughtful about the decisions that we make. And I think, I think, uh, I think that is the strength of F3 Omaha is that we are fairly diverse in where we come from and our thought processes. And it takes, a village to make those decisions. And so I, I, I really 
credit um, F3 Omaha for doing it right. I love that. And I love what you said about F3. I, I guess, can we shift the focus to you though? I mean, you know, we, we typically end our beat downs in a, a request for prayers or words of encouragement. Is there anything that we could be doing for you or say to you if we see you on the gloom? Um, you know, I, I will say that the second year, you know, you've kind of grown, you've, you've been at, you, you potentially have been a, a site queue the the second year was a little challenging because a lot of new people came in and um i think because i was focused a lot on the sandlot i wasn't getting out to a lot of different places um i i didn't really have those strong connections with guys that would call me out and say hey let's go here hey let's go here let's do this today etc i I, and maybe that's something that a lot of people during their second year, year experience, but I, I feel like I just need to do a better job of um, getting out again, you know, forming strong bonds. Um, you know, I have a fair number of friends that I would probably consider my shield lock, but I could probably make that stronger too. And, um, and I just haven't focused on that. And uh, that's one of those things that, you know, if you see me and, uh, and you want to call me out and, and want me to help with anything, I'm, I'm happy to do so, so do so. That's awesome. You know, uh, Brandon and I don't have any issues calling people out on their, <laughs> on their shit. I, so. I do know that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, we, uh, we definitely appreciate your time and want to be respectful of your time. So I think uh, we could take this out with a name Arama. Sound good? Sounds good, yep. All right. I am John Whitworth. I'm 30, and I am Pony Express. Pony Express. Hey! Pony Express. <laughs> Brandon uh, 36, The Plague. The Plague. The Plague. Andrew Coughlin, 40, KOA. KOA. Um, what's the noise out of KOA? What's the call sign? Uh, you know, there isn't one yet. Okay. There isn't one yet. There have been a couple folks. We'll there have been a couple. There have been a couple folks that have uh, occasionally yelled out "pitch a tent" or uh, or something else like that. But we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see if we work that 